Good morning, everyone. We will be starting this hearing shortly. Okay, Ian, I think we can get started here. Elena, are you ready? Yes. Okay, great. All right, welcome everyone. This is the Zoning Administrator meeting for Thursday, July 30th. Um, we're starting the meeting at 10.06 a.m. And um, the first item on this agenda is the call to order which we just did and then the next item is public comments on items not on the agenda and so this is the time for anyone if you have any public comments on any item that's not on this agenda and just a reminder that the one item on this agenda is the construction time limits extension for 168 harrison uh, so if you have anything uh, to talk uh, to speak about that's not that project now is the time to provide that comment and you'll have three minutes to provide that comment. If you'd like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application or if you're on a phone, you press a star nine and I'll wait a minute here, second here for anyone to raise their hand if they had any public comments on items not on the agenda and I'm seeing none, so I'm going to move on. Um, and then the next item here is our public hearing item. And so this is 168 Harrison, the extension of construction time limits. And I will hand it off here to Elena to give a brief staff presentation. Hi, good morning. Um, so on to give a brief summary of the history of this project, uh, on January 6th of 2016, uh, the Planning Commission and Historical Landmarks Board approved a residential remodel in addition at uh, project at 168 Harrison Avenue, otherwise known as Tanglewood, um, which is located within the city's local historic register. Um, on March 16th, uh, 2017, a construction permit for the project was issued by the city. So from that date, uh, the construction time limit established for the subject property allowed for 30 months uh, to complete the construction project. That time limit was then established as September 16th, 2019. Um, an extension for, uh, an extension request for 180 days was filed and granted uh, in 2019, which allowed for an extended construction time limit to the project with a new, uh, deadline of March 14th, 2020. 
on February 27th of 2020, uh, Carmela Levin, property owner, filed another uh, request for extension to the construction time limits, which would then extend the project to September 10th, 2020. However, uh, on July 27th, no, yeah, 22nd, another uh, request was uh, received for an extension, an additional extension due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which had caused significant construction delays and uh, construction stoppages per um, state and county ordinances uh, requirements for public health and safety. So the original extension would extend the uh, construction time limits to September 10th, 2020, and an additional uh, extension under the city council approved six month extension to any project within expiring within the six month period following March 16th, 2020 would then additionally extend the project to, uh, let's see, my dates, March 10th, 20, uh, 2021. So we've reviewed the project history, the application materials, and suggest that uh, the zoning administrator uh, approve the findings required for granting the 180 day extension to the construction time limits and draft limits, uh, draft language is provided for a resolution of approval. I believe I am done. Thanks, Elena. Um, just a couple questions here. Can you um, remind me of, again, the when the original building permit was issued and that started the 30 months? Yes. The original construction permit was issued on March 16th, 2017. Mm -hmm. And that provided 30 months, which um, ended on what date again? September 16th, 2019. And then a timely extension request was filed um, and heard in November of that year, I think, right? Yes, November 7th of 2019, it was heard. And then that extended it to March fourteenth uh, of this year, mm -hmm. and we received a, a timely request for an extension in February of this year. Is that correct? Yes, February twenty seventh, in advance of the March fourteenth uh, expiration of that extension. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the original request uh, obviously was made prior to the COVID um, or the, the shelter in place order. And so I imagine the original request uh, was, and I can ask the applicant about the original request, but the original request was related to, not to COVID, um, but then COVID um, made the situation worse for the applicant, imagine? yeah, okay. Yes, they needed a extension due to setbacks in construction. And then the um, the COVID extension that was granted by the council, that's a blanket six month extension for all construction projects, um, for, all, for all projects that expire within that six month window, correct? Correct. Okay. Great. 
think that's all my questions that I have for staff. I would like to invite the applicant um, now to make a presentation or provide any information about their request. So Ian, if you could please unmute um, Carmela and ask them to share their screen. Great. Good morning. Hello. Can you hear us? We can. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. You have um, 15 minutes uh, to give um, a presentation. I don't know if you need all those 15 minutes. Before you begin, I did want to make an announcement that I didn't make at the beginning of this meeting and that um, this meeting is being held pursuant to Section 3 of Executive Order N-2920, which was issued by Governor Newsom on March 17th. 2020 and um, obviously conducted telephonically through Zoom. Uh, so thank you for that. And Carmela, you, um, you may start. Uh, good morning. Uh, I'm Carmela Levin and this is my husband, Ezra Levin. We are the owners of 168 Harrison Avenue. And um, <clears throat> actually, um, we were not really prepared to make this whole presentation uh, from start because everything's outlined in the documents. So let me just summarize. Uh, we applied for our second permitted six month extension of construction in February, end of February in a timely manner. And all the reasons were pretty much the same as in our initial request. Uh, we were just not allowed to apply for the whole year. So we went for six months and then, you know, hopefully uh, we were hoping to finish. Um, but again, all the initial reasons of um, uh, whether historical uh, requirements of the city, utility delays, uh, neighbor considerations, all the initial reasons were still there. Um, and we were well on track to be done by September. Uh, three weeks after um, our application, as we all know, the world changed. And um, we really encountered uh, all these hardships that are uh, in the second document that we um, submitted recently. Uh, as we all know, two months of freeze and then um, uh, substantial delay since then. It started with all the regulations and requirements, protocols by the county, um, California, everything um, we all uh, know, like social distancing, uh, uh, all the requirements on sites, uh, staggering teams, not having everybody at the same time. Um, all that is still there. So, um, as if then we got into all the supply delays and delivery delays. Uh, subs who started jobs in a, during those months uh, in different counties, and now we're staggering to get uh, struggling to get them back. Uh, workers were getting sick. Uh, quarantining teams were it all snowballs as we uh, know in construction. Um, we are still very much committed to the historical nature of the detailing of that house, 
um, special orders of um, handmade details. We, we're not cutting corners. So we're really trying to push this ahead and waiting for all this to come in as it comes. We're, we're really committed to this project with all the detailing, but encountering a lot of hardship with all this. Um, still committed to uh, do it as soon as possible in the best manner as possible. But the, because of the uncertainty of what's ahead, uh, we kind of are uh, kindly requesting those 180 days that by the city resolution from June 4th, um, because we really don't know what's ahead. So um, any um, additional questions, clarifications, we're here to uh, answer. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, um, Carmela. I do have a couple of questions for you. Um, if you could um, let me know, and I know that you put this in the, your letter, but if you could just summarize also uh, for the record here, the uh, remainder of work that needs to be done to, for, to, to <coughs> complete the project. And if you could summarize what portion of that work is outdoors and what portion of the work is indoors and any um, noise impacts associated with the, the work or parking um, impacts or, or street closure impacts. So uh, as far as inside, we, I'll start from the interior because this actually, I don't see how it impacts anyone because it's literally all sealed inside of the house. The main item is the central stair, which is a custom, um, custom item that uh, relies on supplies and, and uh, workers that are very specific and that got delayed tremendously. We literally signed the contract for that in, in end of February, I think. And we were just ready to start and this whole thing just got delayed. And so that will, uh, we, as of now, we, we need about two months for that, six to eight weeks, but again, this is our estimate, but this is what we were told in February as well. So it's a matter of if no divine intervention, this should be done. And that delays all the little finishes in the house. So after that, we need a couple of weeks or not a couple of weeks, uh, probably another six weeks or so to just wrap up all the finishes around it. Because that is in the center of the house. It is sealed off and it's kind of delaying everything but that's interior. And then on the outside, as I pointed out, we were extremely delayed there because of a lot of reasons like weather and the biggest issue was the utilities that were trenched through the property. And we finally, I think I put the date, I don't remember, July, beginning of July, we finally had PG&E hook us up to the gas meter and the electrical meters. And we finally, there's still points that has to be connected, but we're finally, able to plow ahead with the site and that needs I don't know like three months three four months so um, of course it's parallel it's not so we're and again this is all if it just continues but here's an example we were we just finished the garage and that got it was finished actually a month ago and then one of the drywallers got sick 
So that team got delayed by in a month because they had to test. He had to recover. The whole team was delayed. So we are, again, we are doing our very best. Every morning I walk in there and I ask my first question, is everybody healthy? And it's, you know, at the end of the day, just like stay healthy. <laughs> so that's my if husband's I, if, here. If I can just add sort of on the, you asked about parking and street um, closure. There was actually never street closure because of our project. Did not happen even sort of at the highest, at the height of construction. As far as parking, we have uh, moved things around. So actually, most of the parking is actually is inside inside the property. So not even on the street. And as far as sort of like along along the street, there are could be maybe two. Uh, two or so uh, sort of like pickup trucks or trucks sort of that are there but in general that should cause really minimum sort of a uh, minimum interruption thank you a couple of questions on that do you currently have any um uh, parking permits issued by the city for on-street parking for your construction so, 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 it was in the contract Actually, we should get Kenneth maybe clarify this if possible, because <laughs> I'm a little bit confused. We initially had, uh, by the contract, a permit for two trucks, I think, and then uh, it wasn't an issue at all at the beginning. Then we started getting more subs coming in. Um, now we have in front of the garage, actually, our space, so we're not really using much occasionally there's one vehicle parked in front and if anyone uh, you know if anyone else needs to park there the the workers even work it out between themselves it's not a it was an issue for a little bit of the time because of lack of clarity most of most of not because we needed the space as much as it was not clear um, it, the initial requirement, I think, was of um, carpooling, so the, the workers wouldn't park in front of it, but now because of COVID, that was reversed. So actually, uh, a lot of workers do come in their own cars, but they, they're, you know, first of all, we don't have many teams at the same time, <laughs> and they park somewhere uh, further. So. Carmela, can you describe the, can you describe the on-site parking options on that site? How many parking spaces you would be able to accommodate for uh, your the vehicles for you, and then the vehicles for uh, construction workers? And that's you know in, inside any garages, and then outside, um, you know, on the during top. the so initially, right mm -hmm. okay, so we opened a side entrance. Uh, since the garage was erected mm -hmm. and uh, up to four I would believe up to four trucks uh, pickup trucks can come in there mm -hmm. and uh, in front of the garage we can park maybe another four um, if this is really important <clears throat> I'm so sorry I have minor if you can un unmute my contractor minor Delara He's here. He will lay it out maybe more accurately. Okay, 
Great. <clears throat> Hello, uh, my name is Minor. Okay. Hi, uh, my name is Minor Delara. I'm the contractor for the Levens. Hi, Minor. Um, Hi, how are you? Um, regarding <clears throat> the parking, um, the Levens uh, requested us and had us open up a part, uh, part of the fence on the side of the garage where we created a, a road to kind of allow um, subcontractors and trucks and materials to be delivered and also be parked on inside of the property to minimally affect any of the street parking. Mm -hmm. And then in front of the garage, um, since it's their driveway, we have typically two vehicles, two of the workers' vehicles there. And um, on occasion, we may have one or two pickup trucks, which are allowed for the I guess the contract uh, or the initial permit um, in front of the property, but we try to minimize that. And I at times even park uh, further away and walk up just in case if needed to allow for uh, parking space. So minor, so um, there, I think I heard, so four vehicles on that side entrance um, and then two vehicles in front of the garage? Four. Uh, typically, yeah, it, it varies because um, that would be a max because we're limited to the amount of subcontractors we can have on site due to COVID restrictions and because of the, where they're working. So that would be a max if we can have people working outside and some working inside, so yes. A max of the availability of parking, right? I believe so, yeah, That's, that would be accurate. And then inside the garage, is the garage usable at this point for vehicles? No, not, not yet. When, is, when are you anticipating that it would be usable? Hopefully within the next few, uh, probably a couple months. We still have a lot of prep work to do. This still needs to, you can see behind me, <laughs> it needs to be painted. I'm in the garage. You're in the garage right now? Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, uh, we'll, we're trying to move as quick as we can to get, you know, to get, you know, to, to free up anything we can, yeah. What, what else needs to be done in the garage besides painting? Electrical. Uh, yeah, painting, um, some finished electrical painting, um, pretty much it, yeah. Trims. Yeah, trim trim on the windows, uh, just that that type of that type of uh, mm -hmm. product. And um, uh, Carmela, where are your vehicles parked on the site? I where? I uh, usually am not there the whole day to begin with, and when I come, I try to either park walking distance, sometimes even uh, on Bridgeway or Oakley, or occasional two-hour parking. Occasionally, I will drive over to the property and try to minimize my stay there because I, if I come with some supplies, then I, I have to. And then, uh, Minor, when um, is that side entrance for those four vehicles? Is that going to be available through the rest of the construction project, or is that anticipated to uh, be dedicated uh, to something else? I'm assuming it's going to be open as long as we need it to be open because okay. it's, it's our only access to get material and vehicles in. Um, it's, it's a long ways from the street to the, to the door. So we're going to keep that open as, as long as we, as long as we can. Okay, great. Um, a couple other questions here for you. Do you, um, do you have a, a number that's posted on site for um, a, an on-call project rep uh, to handle any complaints that come in from, from neighbors, Carmela? My phone number is on all the documents, always. Uh -huh. 
Uh, minor is uh, available by email. Mm -hmm. uh, any complaint that comes in, it's immediately, it's minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, we address it immediately. The easiest way is to, you know, wave your hand. The contractor is right there. If something, uh, and it happened during, you know, small it was small and you know small questions or something yeah and then my last question is Carmel if you could describe um the um from your perspective the complaints that any complaints that have been received about your project and how how you handled them during the construction let me, let me just start and you can um the complaints uh were usually and always from one neighbor in particularly across the street um, it started way before the construction um, started complaints about the garden the visuals uh, noise parking we always try to uh, alleviate the issue immediately the first complaint came in about us raising the building that was uh, obviously not true because we have documentation we were meticulously documenting every step of the project everything is in the public eye it's in the city's documentation i addressed i sent pictures it was inspected it's inspected regularly we had our preliminary uh, final inspection even um, a week or two ago with uh, the inspector, Kenneth Henry. Um, uh, we were trying to comply with, comply with all the parking regulations occasionally, and I'll give you an example. Occasionally, for instance, if there's a, a concrete pour, Obviously, you have two humongous trucks in the front. We cannot, those trucks cannot come inside anymore since the garage was built. And we will have at least one more pour, I think. But that's a matter of half a day. It's noisy, it's dirty, but they clean it all up. It's about by the end of the day, you will, it's not, vis nothing's visible on the street anymore. Um, now we're trying obviously to move the trucks closer to the garage but there's the truck has to be in front of that gate there, um, this is very limited going forward it's minimal um, the disputes in the uh, past even though we found them ludicrous sometimes it was really we always tried our contractor is a super polite man always trying to to be polite helpful to all the neighbors possible um yes construction is noisy i understand completely and we are staying always within the hours on saturday we're limited only between the allowed hours on saturday we didn't work the first few years on weekends at all, trying to not disturb the peace around. Uh, recently, uh, we are trying to work more on weekends as much as possible, whatever is allowed to finish the project. Um, anything else? Or? I mean, I, what I would basically say that I think this neighbor, even before we started the, the project, 
made determination to make our life difficult. She actually, when we, when we put forward sort of the plans, she was the one neighbor that actually refused to meet with us, refused to meet with our sort of like representative, Michael, Michael Rex. She, I assume that the city has received maybe hundreds of complaints from her, all frivolous. She sent the police department on, on us. She sent the fire department on us, etc. I mean, the complaints are just okay. sort of like, okay. why? Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think you've answered my question. Um, so now I'm, I have a couple questions for Kenneth. Um, Bill, I see your hand is up. We're going to get to public comment in a minute, okay? Um, so Kenneth, do you know about the, um, how many parking, off-street parking permits that this project has? I would imagine the encroachment permit that was required to be obtained through the uh, design review process states that there are only allowed to have two service vehicles in the front uh, area on the, on the right-of-way. That's through an encroachment permit that I believe is currently active. Um, I think the contractor's been mindful about keeping the parking, um, the, the, the encroachment permit active. And in that encroachment permit are the requirements not to exceed two service vehicles in front of the building um, or in front on the street. Now, as far as parking on site, I, I do have a question there, Lily. Um, you mind if I ask one or would you like to finish your questioning? Um, can I ask you, um, well, yeah, why don't you ask the question? Because if it's related to parking. Yeah, it does. It, um, I had heard about on-site parking and we really thought that was a great idea. Let's get the cars off, let's get the vehicles off the street. My concern is when I heard where the access is coming from, and I, I'm thinking about the project, I understand that if looking at the project from the street, the garage to the left side on that, on that driveway that serves, I believe, Stan Deck's property, is that where access is gained for the parking or is it between the garage and the house, the front gate? It is, it is not from the neighbor's exit. It, we actually uh, added, it's on the right side. It's towards the gate and we paved it temporarily for the vehicles to come in. So, and that's gonna be cleaned up and turned into the garden. Good. Uh, yes. Thank you. I don't think there, there's really a problem with them getting on site if using the left side of the garage. That would impact a neighbor that we don't have here at this time. And if they're accessing from the right-hand side of the garage in between the entry gate, the, the front gate, and the garage, that, that seems good. So um, now the on-site parking I, I think they can accommodate a number of vehicles because of the size of the lot. I'm a little concerned about the required flat work that's going to need to go in because from the cottage, the ADU, there's a required means to the public right away that's required. That's all the flat work that leads down there. And I think there's a, a, a path that kind of comes through that area. So trying to keep site uh, vehicles on site after maybe the concrete is placed a thin pathway will not support vehicles. So I'm concerned that maybe the on-site parking won't be as effective as, they're, as they need it to be. Um, it's a great idea. 
I would like to go back to a comment made by the contractor about finishing out the garage. I heard a, a timeline of a couple months. As we can obviously see in the background of the contractor, the garage right now is taped and mudded. It's ready for maybe a finish coat. Uh, of, uh, you know, this is a high-end job. So it's probably going to have some finishing. I don't know if I would really agree with a, a two-month time period on the use of the garage because some of the impacts to this project is also when the homeowner comes and enjoys their property during the, the construction hours, then you have contractors. So it really adds a few more cars. I'm not sure what the owners want to do with construction vehicles in their high-end garage, but I think there's provisions where that garage could be used a little sooner. And um, that, that's my thought about it. Access to the parking area, the parking on site, how effective it will be, and the use of the garage, I think, can be uh, a, a shorter timeline in order to get its use because the garage's electrical trim out is, you know, no more than a week, if, if not a single or double day task. And then painting obviously can take uh, multiple weeks to get it right. Depends on what the owners are proposing. That's my take. Okay. It looks like they're, uh, the contractor here wants to maybe address something you said. But before we do that, Kenneth, I have a couple additional questions for you. Um, Kenneth, I, I, the homeowner indicated that they um, requested a final inspection from you recently. Can you let me know um, from your perspective what items are remaining on this project? And you're on mute right now, Kenneth. All right, so uh, the owner was proactive and did call for a final inspection to see at what point uh, this project, had, you know, both percentages and uh, required items for closeout. They do have, um, you know, a lot of the exterior work is still remaining, flat work, some minor stairways, that are going to be critical to the cottage, getting them to the public right away. Um, in the, on the interior, the biggest delays are these custom stairways and uh, guardrails, handrails. This is not something you're going to find anywhere local. These are high end. I, I'll tell you that stairway going into that home is an amazing piece of art. It's it's a high end. You're it's not going to be something that uh, can take. Uh, you know, a week or so to build. It's currently the most important part of the structure of the stringers that go up. Those, those stringers are the sides of the stair. And this is a circular stair in an oval pattern. It's amazing. It's going to be beautiful. It's going together slowly. Uh, they're now starting to do the, the handrails and guardrails on it. They've got the superstructure. So that's a, a big lead item right in the center of the building. And then uh, handrails and guardrails on the exterior, uh, balconies, stairways, and elevated platforms are required too. Um, again, something that is mill worked and not available uh, regularly as the contractor conveyed to me during the final inspection. He said, these are lead time items, they're fall protection because the conversation was life safety. We can't allow them to move in. We can't allow them to finish the the project's not going to be considered where the owner can move in or even considered to be done without the life safety items, the fire sprinkler, the false fall protection, handrails, guards, those type of things. So lead time item on that, I would give those at least a couple months. Other than that, there are small items 
uh, threw out some, um, some uh, flat work, uh, condenser on a, on a balcony uh, for the mechanical unit, so a recirculating pump, uh, a, a single stainless steel counter in the kitchen. Uh, most of the kitchen uh, is complete. Uh, they do have some, some high-end finishes that are proposed for decorative means. And then um, there's a, I would say I gave drainage on the site about 80% completion. And then uh, there's a trellis and a greenhouse that needs to be built. But really that project is moving along quite well. They have seven pages of inspections. We've probably conducted over 50 inspections, maybe 60 inspections on that project. So the contractor has been diligent in calling for inspections. I have a whole bunch of uh, indicators that show that the contractor has uh, called for inspections and been successful. Great, thanks, thanks, Kenneth. Um, and I know Elena noted this in the staff report that we, uh, for code move, kind of shifting over to complaints now again. Um, Elena noted that we've received one code enforcement complaint over the life of this construction project. It was investigated and found to have no merit. I know Kenneth that you have received a number of complaints um, personally to your email or your phone. Would you mind giving me just a really super brief um, summary of the nature of those complaints? Yes, yes, Lily. I, I've received numerous uh, interactions with uh, multiple neighbors. Uh, the church and uh, Miss Lucinda Watson has uh, called multiple times to share concerns. I've got a list of these are just within the last, uh, from March, basically. Um, well, I, I have a lot of archive mails that have um, been on my computer. Right now I'm working from my laptop. So I have from March, 2019, um, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 inquiries from, uh, I would say Lucinda about um, concerns. Some of them were involving a large crane, concerned about the um, per, when's the permit expiring, this project should be done. Uh, there was a concern about gas piping and the roadway concern about the trenching, the, the con conduct of the contractor on site without safety uh, 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 barriers in place. Uh, the engineering department supported that there was concerns that were reasonable. The city engineer did respond. Um, and then uh, again, status of the permit, the disruption to the neighborhood, alleging uh, poor management on the project. Uh, there was a concern about uh, regarding a sign, a no parking sign in front of the property that was established for 30 days. Uh, wanted to know why there's no parking for 30 days, what could possibly be the reason behind that. Uh, then there was another call about gas pipe safety uh, concerns in the public right-of-way that again was a legitimate complaint because the city engineer did go out and ask for some safety barriers uh, because the work is related to vehicle path um, of travel on the public right-of-way. Contractor complied. Uh, then uh, there was another parking complaint. Uh, then there was a safety protocol complaint 
and a dust complaint about no spraying twice a day as required in the plans. Uh, again, concerned that the contractor is not following uh, the, the, the direction to make it easier or more, um, you know, easier for the neighbors. Uh, the dusting was an issue. Uh, then uh, another call asking when the project would be completed. Uh, it's expired. Uh, this project needs to be done. Uh, there was a call about amplified music. And uh, then there was another call about a no parking sign. Uh, then another call about um, a truck parked, which was related to uh, a city project uh, paving flatbed showed up in front of the project because it is the wider part of the road, the church parking lots open. I, I see where a lot of uh, neighborhood projects may try to take advantage of that parking also. But uh, most of the complaints that have come in were for parking and when will this project be done? Uh, that, that's pretty much it. And, and do, do I understand correctly that most of the complaints that have come in have come in from one neighbor? Yes, um, yes, primarily Miss Watson, um, okay. 161 Harrison, as okay. a concern. Thanks, Kenneth. Okay, um, I think I will, I don't have any other questions for you, Kenneth. I don't have any other questions for the applicant. I think Miner did want to make a clarification when um, Kenneth was talking about the garage. So I'm going to unmute Miner uh, for you if, if you have a, a, you know, an answer um, to what Kenneth was indicating. Otherwise, um, you'll have a, a period for rebuttal after public comment. So let me unmute you. Hi. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to clarify. Um, yes, we'll, we will be able to park in the garage. Um, uh -huh. I was just including in the time frame, you know, pavers and things that would happen for the driveway into the garage. But yeah, in a couple of weeks, we should be able to park in here and absorb some of the, okay. some of the trucks. Okay, a couple a couple weeks from now, and how many cars? I would will hope the, so. How many it cars? Should fit, will the, it should fit three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Thank and you. um, thank you. And uh, Carmela, I think you also indicated that sometimes you park in uh, the city lots of the two-hour parking. Is that what you indicated? Sorry, I'm gonna unmute you here. Can for your own vehicles. Yes, I try. I just try to leave uh, to be cordial for the to the neighbors. But if I have to bring something, or sometimes I'm shorter period, I will. I will uh, park in front of the house. We also have uh, guest park uh, parking permit, so that's also a possibility. But we try to really do our best. You know. There are some, there's occasionally a, a, a truck in the front most of the day when they need to, they just go back and forth. For instance, the painters, they have their equipment in the truck. So they have it sometimes open in the back and they just go back and forth. And, you know, like they did when the garage was painted, was being painted and there's, it's ongoing. And we're, <laughs> We really are trying to do our best within the permitted uh, parking exit. It's a, the thing is, again, complaints come in even when it's completely not our project related. That's why it sounds overly crowded because the complaints come in just assuming that it's our project. Very often there are service vehicles for the neighbors, even for Miss Lucinda Watson, her service vehicles parked there. 
it's all part of the neighborhood. It's, it's, Okay, thanks, Carmela. Okay, I'm going to now open it up for uh, public comment. So this is a time to provide any public comment on this item. You'll have three minutes to, to give your public comment. And if you'd like to make a public comment, please raise your hand now in the Zoom application. Or if you're on a phone, you press star nine. And I uh, see uh, Mr. Ziegler is, uh, has his hand up here. So I'm going to ask him, to unmute and uh, start his video. And when he's ready, we'll have uh, three minutes. Hello, Bill, I'm going to ask you to unmute here. I can't hear you. There we go. Bill, can you hear me? Yes, I can now. I can hear you too. And, and I'm going to start your three minutes now. Thank you very much for recognizing me. <clears throat> um, I'd, I'd like to focus uh, this conversation or my comments <clears throat> really in one area, and that's the um, <clears throat> purpose of the code section that we're here for. And that's section 100.54, uh, or excuse me, 1054.100. Uh, uh, and that section is really about uh, protecting the neighbors. It's not about construction. It's not about construction issues. We really have no concern with that. That's Mr. Henry's uh, purview and the owner's uh, uh, concern, but not the neighbor's concern. Uh, my, my point of being here, and I represent, just to be clear, Lucinda Watson, the neighbor across the street, and clearly the person who's most affected by what's going on. <clears throat> And it's been going on for four years now. We're in the fourth year. Um, and basically most of the time that uh, Ms. Watson has lived there, there's been construction in effect in her front yard in front of her property. When she looks out, all she sees is construction, construction vehicles. And that's the concern about time. When is it gonna be over with? And, and I just, want to also indicate that I do understand the construction process very well. I've represented developers primarily for over 50 years, property owners, and most of them involved in construction and permit process. And occasionally I do represent parties on the other side, which is where Ms. Watson is, and she's the one having the impacts of this construction. It happens in every project, but this project is unique. Uh, this is a high-end neighborhood, uh, very, very wonderful property that's being worked on. Uh, everybody's in favor of that. And I'm very familiar with it because I only live about a block away. And I walk to work several days a week and I walk by this uh, property. One minute remaining, Bill. Pardon, one minute, thank you. Um, so I, I just wanna ask one real question. Um, since this hearing is really all about protecting the neighbors and the neighborhood, um, not about solving construction problems, not about timelines and such, but it's about reducing the impact on neighbors. And my question is, what are the neighbors going to get out of this hearing? It's interesting to hear about all the construction issues, but all the neighbors really wonder about is, when is it going to end? How is it going to be mitigated? What's going to happen? That's the point of the section. 
as you well know, and when the section limits are exceeded, there are penalties involved. And not that we're uh, greedy for penalties, there's of no real benefit to Ms. Watson, but the benefit is to end this trauma that she's been going through. Uh, they say it's in her front yard. And when I walk by, I always see three or four construction vehicles, other vehicles. There's a lot of graveled area there where people can park and mostly it's parked full for the day. So the question stands, what is gonna happen that's gonna improve the situation for the neighbors? So thank you very much. Bill, I have a question for you. Thank you very much. Um, when you just mentioned that there are normally, I think you said about four construction vehicles parked, were you indicating that those were parked on the street? or on the project site? Well, in I don't know. In the gravel area. They're, they're, they're mostly on the gravel area. And it's not always four, it's three to four. I go by in the morning when they're all there. Uh, so I see them, they're lined up. And then the workers' cars are parked there. So it's nonstop vehicles from one end of the property to the other, which ends up narrowing the street, which is narrow anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that gravel area is a is not on the applicant's property. That's city right of way. That's what you're indicating. I I think it is city right of way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. So, um, are there any other members of the public who would like to provide any public comment? Now's the time for public comment. Please raise your hand in the Zoom application. And I am not seeing any other members of the public who would like to provide public comment. So I am closing the public comment period. And I do have an additional question for the applicant. I'm going to ask uh, Carmela to unmute. And it might be for your contractor. But I'll wait for you to come back on here. Can you hear me? There you are. Great, perfect. Uh, it might be this might be more appropriate for your contractor, but at um, at the maximum height of right now for the the what you need to do on the property, how many construction vehicles are you anticipating having um, needing to be, have access to the property? So, so uh, can I just point out one point where? Um, oh, wait, Carmela, can you just answer that yeah. one question, please, and then. Yeah. Uh, maybe minor, uh, okay. the exact number. Yeah, Hello, you were asking how many um, vehicles we expect to have at, at our Yeah, at the, at the height, the highest yeah, point um, from now until the end of construction. Probably five, five to six. That's what I'm thinking. Because we are regulating how many people can be on here, those would be construction vehicles. Um, what, and, and then park, additional park. vehicles? Um, sometimes there's um, workers, like the like their personal cars, but they park, uh -huh. they park in, in the driveway. So it's, it's not technically the street parking. Um, like the hour, it's, it's hour street parking, what's really in front of the property. It's a two hour time limit. So gravel parking for, for the public. And how many um, vehicles for construction, personal construction vehicles um, park? I'm trying to get a total um, number of both uh, construction vehicle construction. Are you talking about just on the street or inside the property as well? 
I'm, I'm trying to understand how many vehicles you need to accommodate for your project at the maximum height of construction. So that would be construction vehicles, that would be personal worker vehicles, that would be the applicant's vehicles. And does this include parking inside the property or is this just um, I'm not, I'm not asking how many you can accommodate, I'm asking how many you need, how many vehicles will be coming mm -hmm. to the site. Realistically about six. Yeah, I would say five, five to seven. It just depends on if they're delivering. Sometimes they'll deliver something for 30 minutes and then they take off. But it might mm -hmm. seem at a moment there'll be a few vehicles there. But mm -hmm. then, yeah, but we try to really regulate um, the street parking. Okay. And then it, based on the um, what you provided today in terms of your testimony, it sounds like four vehicles can park in that side entrance, two vehicles in front of the garage, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to put three more vehicles in the garage. That's what it sounds like. That is, that is the goal. That is, that is our, our goal, yeah. So then we'll be able to get nine vehicles on the site, hopefully in a couple of weeks. If, if needed, but I, we tend to not have that many just because okay. um, of restrictions, yeah. Understood. And so there'll be no need then to have any of the contractors' vehicles or any construction vehicles using any street parking. Is that correct? Um, it's possible that they may come to do a delivery or they may come, but if, if we're allowed to have the two vehicles in front of the property, then we'll probably be taking that. Okay. And just to be clear, you do have a, a you have the um, no parking signs for two vehicles right now? Per your uh, no, I, we haven't. No, Sausalito didn't uh, issue them to us since um, I believe it was about four or five, actually before COVID. So probably since February or January. Okay. We were we were paying monthly to have those two signs, and then because of the complaints, um, they they didn't issue them anymore. So we did pay to have two spots, but now we just we have to move continually move our vehicles if needed. But like I said, we normally just drop off and then leave, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and can you do drop-offs though on site? I'm trying to understand if you'll be able to get to a, a place where you don't need to use any street parking at all, even, even parking in that uh, ground. Well, we're, we're trying to, but for example, if we have like our, our porta potty unit service, they have to pull up in front of the gate because that's where the unit is. Mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't be able to drive back in, especially since it's a large truck. Mm -hmm. um, but we do our best to minimize as much parking in front of the property um, with utility trucks if needed. I mean, we have a wide we have a wide gate that we try to get people in there, and we put a put gravel down so trucks can come in and out okay. as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, Carmela, so I think on my clock you had about. Um, I think about 10 minutes left of the 15 minutes. So if you uh, want to provide any of that rebuttal to anything that has been said or any additional information, that now would be the time. I'm going to ask you to unmute here. Um, I'm not even going to use the whole 10 minutes. I just need, uh, one thing is we will have a, uh, at least one more or two more concrete pours. Again, it's a big truck. It's, very limited time and it has to be in front of the gate in order to allow for the concrete to go through the straight line and to um that's the one but these are very limited uh periods of, of big 
deliveries. Um, the other thing I just wanted to point out that very often the visuals are deceiving. There are a lot of service vehicles parked in front of our property um, occasionally that look like they belong to us. And very often an email comes out to the whole city, as you all know, and most of the time they don't belong to us because we are very strictly complying with all the regulations. Occasionally there's some new sub that doesn't know about what's going on. We just drive up because the, it's, it's completely, the truth is that 80% of the time it's completely empty in front of her because of all these conversations going on we are so careful we're trying to leave as much as possible that whole front empty but when it's completely empty one of the trucks might park especially to the left side of our gate because it's empty there's so much parking there uh, never more than two hours restricted unless we have that guest park there uh, guest pass um, Again, that's all I can say. And we are, um, one limitation is again, is since the garage is there, the big trucks, like the major big trucks, which now they're very limited. Again, it's one pour maybe two. If we can do it in one pour, we will. That big truck will not be able to go in, inside anymore, which when we poured the foundation, those big concrete trucks would come inside. Mm -hmm. Now it's more limited to the pickup trucks and uh, private vehicles. Our private vehicle, I don't recommend to come in on this gravel. But even with the big, um, the concrete pour, you don't need to close the street for that, right? No, 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 no. no. We, no sorry, no. we never, we never close the street. I, I, understand. Just, I was just clarifying, sir. Yes. Okay. It, it, yes. Great. It's a, any, again, the street closure did not belong to our project. This was a side, <laughs> again, Great. it's the visuals are way more than it really is because it's an open, it's a street parking spot and a lot of, you know, gardeners park there, deliveries park there. I don't, you know, I don't put a sign on the, on the truck that it belongs to me or to anyone else. So. Thanks, Carmela. Um, so I do, uh, grow, Mr. Deer did raise his hand um, after the public comment period was closed, but I am going to uh, allow Mr. Deer to speak now and open it back up for uh, public comment. And I'll ask him to start his video. Hello? Yes. Hi. Hello, Mr. Deer. You have uh, three I, minutes. I will, I will be brief. I was trying to raise my hand earlier and obviously not doing it correctly. I um, am a neighbor immediately to the southeast of the Levens. Uh, I am here listening today just to understand information. I am in full support of what they're requesting. I found them to be completely attentive to my uh, comments or conversations, always polite. There is occasionally noise, but it is not objectionable. And as a neighbor that's exactly to the south of their property, um, I have received no impact and I would uh, be uh, concerned if anyone else had. So I support their effort. Uh, I'm sure they're trying as best they can to complete it. And those are my comments as a concerned, immediately adjacent neighbor. Thank you, Mr. Deer. 
Okay, so I think at this point now, um, if there's any other public comment, I don't think we have anybody else here that um, hasn't already provided public comment. So I'm officially and finally closing public comment here. And um, I don't think I have any other questions for the applicant or for staff. So I have reviewed the staff report uh, prepared by Assistant Planner Alina Lip. I have reviewed the correspondence that we've received um, from both Mr. Ziegler and the support letter that came in as a late mail. I have uh, listened to the testimony provided by the applicant um, at 168 Harrison and then the testimony provided today during this hearing. And I'm going to um, going to approve the construction time limits and I'm going to add some additional conditions here. And so the first additional condition will be related to parking. And so I am going to add a condition that requires that that applicant uh, be restricted from using on-street on parking beyond any scheduled delivery vehicles to park construction and or resident vehicles during the remainder of the construction project and that the applicant shall take all measures to reduce parking and congestion congestion impacts to the neighborhood, including utilizing all on-site parking that's available, staggering trades and staging the work in phases, and utilizing city parking lots for residents' vehicles and tradespeople's vehicles, and requiring tradespeople's uh, vehicle, tradespeople to bike or walk to the job site. And within 14 days of this approval, a construction management parking plan shall be submitted to uh, me, which demonstrates how the work will be staged and how vehicle parking will be managed at the job site. So that's a condition, the first condition. The other condition, I know that the construction time limits ordinance requires that quarterly progress reports be submitted to me. I think during, uh, due to the, the um, increased interest in this project with the neighbors, I will be requiring monthly progress reports submitted to me, which will be available to the public via eTracket so the public can see the progress of uh, the construction at this site. I'm also going to require that the applicant post a sign at the job site uh, readily accessible to the public with the name and phone number of the contractor or other project representative so that the neighborhood knows who to contact if there are any uh, issues with noise or construction vehicles and that's an attempt an attempt to minimize any impacts to the neighborhood um, and so that there's someone there to address them if there are concerns and also require with that condition that the project representative be available to receive such calls um, and respond to the complainant within 24 hours of receiving the complaint. And then the last condition will be that the applicant comply with the Marin County safety protocols issued as a part of the April 29th shelter in place order. Um, so with those added conditions, I can make the two findings that are required uh, to extend the construction a time limit for this pro project and find that that the, um, the the findings regarding construction delays and COVID related delays um, can be made. And uh, with that, I am improving the construction time limits uh, that will extend this to September 10th. And then as Elena mentioned, the City Council adoption of the COVID related extensions uh, extend this um, with the final 
deadline to have construction completed by March. I'm going to let Elena indicate when that is. It's March 10th, I think, of March 10th of 2021. So thank you everyone for participating in this hearing. We will have a, a final resolution that we will uh, email out to everyone who participated in writing um, and um, any actions taken by me have a 10 day appeal period. And so if you are interested in filing an appeal, you uh, may contact Elena for any information. Thank you very much. And with that, I am adjourning the meeting. Thank you.